Hello and welcome to Bull and Bear Crypto. My name is James Gore and this video is for the 11th of May 2020. Halving is about nine hours away, less than nine hours away. And uh, we're going to be doing some technical analysis today and just two news stories and then just going to keep it nice and sweet and short. So maybe talk about a few other things. But before we do start, don't forget to go to bullandbear.com forward slash insider to get email updates and support the channel. So the halving is not far away to go. We're very, very close to the halving. Um, six hours to go. Current block generation time is averaging about 10 minutes, currently 4.47 minutes, and the block subsidy is going to be reduced, um, which theoretically should increase scarcity. So very close, guys, very, very close. Of course, generally what happens around halvings is that um, price drops significantly and kind of flattens out and then we start to have a slow growth and uptick and then we get to see a bit of the bit of old Bitcoin rally at 2021 to 2022 so next year we're probably likely to see some serious gains but you never know it could come earlier it could come later you know um, Bitcoin is its own beast, its own entity. It's going to do what Bitcoin does. So let's talk about what Bitcoin does. So we're looking at BTC on the daily time frame right here. Smashed above uh, some key levels, approached a high of uh, $10,080, had a bit of a double top here. And then we just started to see a set off nice bounce from the 200 and the 100 days. So if you remember, I mentioned this actually um, in my last video that I was actually expecting us to see resistance here. So it was a really, really key level. Um, you know, it's hovering around the 8,000 USD mark. We look at the low of this candle. Um, the low was $8,106, so just above. And then we start to see a sharp spike uh, rise in price action actually if you saw the candle yesterday it's pretty much what you saw uh maribosi set off then price bring driven back upwards so let's talk about bitcoin so from this point onwards i'd probably expect bitcoin to start the trend downwards just past on pre just based on previous previous uh halving um halving performance of btc there's usually a set off um, and purely based from a technical perspective, we, we have a lower high on this chart. And what we're searching for is some form of higher low, which is going to be very likely just based on, on the current chart pattern. But it seems like if we can hold the 8,000 USD mark, we might see some more sideways trading rather than just complete sell-off and drop some lower levels. I have tweeted out on Twitter that I have, just, just so you guys know, I always have uh, limit orders on uh, my my on and off ramp in the crypto space to try and cap some falling knives. Just because, for example, if you look at Bitcoin on 12th of March, buying Bitcoin at a sub 4K level, would have been amazing what an amazing gain you would have made over 100 percent return but realistically speaking price action was only hovering there for what 30 minutes probably to an hour and seeing price drop so significantly during that period you know it's it's, it's easier to just leave 
limit orders on, on an exchange scaling down at where you expect the lows to be. Obviously, you're not making the most of the fiat you have in terms of trading, in terms of investing, but you have to alloc. I I do think there's there's a strong case for just allocating. Uh, some limit orders just to stay on an exchange that you can move up and down based on how the price is performing at the moment just so you can catch some falling knives and um, you know I, I, I do that with some altcoins as well but basically ethereum um, but uh, with bitcoin I, I, I'm trying to amass as much bitcoin as possible the strategy is trade altcoins to own as much bitcoin as possible so, so altcoins so shitcoins in the short term Ethereum in the more of a medium to long term and some other altcoins in medium to long term. So that's why it's kind of key to have like a trading strategy that makes sense for you, strategy to approach this market that makes sense for you. Um, and that's why I'm having these uh, limit orders that slowly shuffle up. I'm not expecting them to get filled, um, but you know, it is an alternative just having cash sitting in an account because rates of return on interest rates they're practically zero at the moment anyway so it doesn't matter um they're just sitting there and they're sitting on the on the an exchange that's insured so um you know it's, it's not it's, i'm not losing anything too dramatic there's not massive opportunity cost there so but let's take a look at bitcoin so you know uh, what i'm what i'm seeing today well let's we need to drill deeper into some short time frames anyway um, what I'm seeing today is basically uh, price compression on the four hour time frame. We've seen the 100 day moving average come into play as a bit of resistance. Let's turn on the 12 or 26 moving average exponentials. And we can see that we broke below these and we were riding them for a considerable amount of time, uh, which is really nice because it's a bit nice to trade. But it's likely we're going to face resistance around, if we do see any upside, face resistance around 9,002, 100 USD mark. And if we zoom out a bit, before we see another drop, if we were to see another drop, Bitcoin would need to see a bit of an upswing and then downswing anyway. So, you know, as long as we hold 8K level, I'm still relatively optimistic in terms of the medium, short to medium term of the absolute lows we're going to reach. If we do break below, then I'd expect to see some, you know, the more 5,000 to 6,000 range. If we do that's an if we do let's talk about some altcoins let's talk about ethereum versus bitcoin so not too much with this similar chart we can see this moving into compression pattern and we have a high a low lower high high low <clears throat> if you were to wait the momentum of this chart it seems to be trending downwards just because the higher lows are still very close to so for example let me just it's not on the chart what I mean. So we have a high and a low. Lower high. Oh, that should attacked on there. Higher low. So if we look at the distance between the you know space, for example, just a visual thing, space between the high and the lower high versus the low and the high low, it's much more space between the lower high and the high, meaning um things are weighted more bearish basically you know we have a lower high that's closer to the, to the low um, that's not a very bullish sign um, so things are more likely to break bearish for ethereum at the moment but you just play the pattern anyway so it doesn't matter you play the pattern don't need to predict too much you can react to what the market's doing you don't have to be in a position um, and right now ethereum is kind of contesting with a 200 day moving average which is a long-term exponential not a long-term uh, moving average 
it looks like it's finding resistance at the moment. So we drill a bit deeper into the four hour time frame. We can see we've basically been rejected from the 12 and 26 moving average exponential since the 29th of April. We have all the smooth moving averages trading above. There was an interesting spike here on the 10th of May, but it's a long upper wick. So probably just, you know, uh, stop, you know, you know, people argue market, market manipulation, but ultimately that's um, shorts getting closed, short positions getting closed right there. Um, but if we zoom in a tiny bit, just look at the actual individual price action of the candles. It just looks like sideways action, sideways trading. So what's likely to happen? We're likely to see the 12 26 moving average exponential continue to be resistance. We have a bearish engulfing candle on daily. Hasn't closed just yet, but it is forming. If I turn on volume, let's see. I'm assuming the volume is going to be relatively low. Um, yeah, volume isn't massively significant at the moment, but it is slowly trending downwards anyway. Um, so Ethereum, if I zoom back out to the daily time frame versus BTC, there is a bit of a case to maybe look for an entry uh, around the two, 21,000 Satoshi range to the 20,000 Satoshi range, just because I bet if I turn on volume profile visible range, it's going to be a relatively high node in this area. And would you look at that? POC is just below that area. So arguably maybe a bit above because it can bounce. But again, 21,000 range seems to be an interesting level for an entry for uh, Ethereum if we do trend that low. So that's an alternative looking at it. So, you know, we have the, we have the high, low, lower high, high, low pattern playing out. So price compression, that's probably going to take a month to play out, to be fair. If you're looking for something that's a bit more short term, you could look at the POC. Um, and play that on the volume profile visible range. So 21,000 to 20,000 range, maybe look to make an entry that's there. But that would mean not a massive, uh, let's see potential gain. So up to 20, probably 15% gain on that one. Nothing too dramatic. Let's talk about Monero. So I was looking at a Monero entry previously around the 200 day moving average. Uh, never really was able to complete a proper net, proper entry on this move. I made a bit of a gain, just missed target. You can see target one was at 8,519 Satoshis. Um, literally, let's see how many Satoshis I was off. So the high was 8,450. So, you know, 70 Satoshis or less off from hitting T1, which is fine. But a great Monero entry would have been, and I missed this one because I was in another trade, which I'll talk about in a sec. Um, a great Monero entry would be anywhere in this box, which I'll denote on the chart. So if we do get a rejection, if we do get a rejection from resistance, which it doesn't seem like we're going to get, but just keep this in mind, if Monero tags this box again, and you know what, I'll ugly move it up to here just because there's wicks, wicks in this in this area. Um, there we go. If Monero tags this purple box here, which is a range from 6,300 Satoshis approximately to 6,005, um, see how much percentage different that is. 2%. Oh, you could probably make the box a bit bigger to be fair. Um, then I'd look to add to a position for Monero just because it's been performing relatively well in the current market, um, it looks like it's forming a, an accumulation pattern. 
on the daily and that has yet to play out so i'm assuming there's going to be more opportunity here i can see monero establishing a new higher high as well off some momentum um but we shall see now let's talk about the trade i'm in now i'm in this link trade so the reason why i entered this position i've been avoiding holding link for any kind of significant swing just because when i saw it it was going pretty crazy and i wasn't really paying too much attention to this project in general um and, it's been, and i looked at it and i was like this is this it's going to start sending off at some point it, it actually hasn't it's been in pure price discovery mode and i've just been trading small small positions but nothing too crazy like holding something crazy um i've changed my outlook on link at the moment why just because we have this trend line basically I've longed this trend line at the 37525 Satoshi mark approximately. It's around there. It was a market buy. Um, that was the average. And um, we've seen seen an interesting move. Now, I'm, I mentioned on Twitter that this was like kind of a patience move just because um, watching this trade I had to be very patient just because it looked like the trade wasn't going my way, but it didn't negate the strategy. It didn't give any reason to stop and just close the trade. I don't have a stop loss for this one because I'm, I'm actively monitoring this and I have a, quite a large position in this trade. I'm not going to lie. It's probably a bit, It's a, one could argue it could be a bit poor in terms of risk management, but it's not my entire position, but it's quite a large one. Um, but it's doing relatively well. I'm up. Uh, Let's see, about 15% on this one. I could have closed my position at 20%. Um, but I, and I was going to tweet about this and share it in the, the trading group. Um, but I've been doing a different project, which is tech related, um, which I might speak about on this channel, but it's taking a lot of work having to learn to code a bit of stuff. So um, let's do with Bitcoin as well. Um, but we have a double tweezer top right now. This would be indicating a trend reversal. However, we have quite a significant level of support at the moment. We have uh, the 12 moving average exponential, 50 day, 100 day of this key level, which has been support and resistance in the past um, on the shortest timeframes, which is why it's here at 41,942 Satoshis, almost 40 2000 satoshis and i'm looking to see if we're going to get confirmation of uh a trend reversal here um i do have a, a take profit order on this so if if i do um fall below a certain level um i will just how automatically take profits and and i'm considering a trading stop loss for the next move if it does start to trend upwards just because um we have a similar pattern to what we're seeing on ethereum um basically price compression over time bit of a, a triangle but this is relatively tradable there's still room in this triangle if this pattern uh if this coin respects this move to find resistance at the upper trend line and then support the support line and then price compression then we see a break upwards or downwards and i'll be honest with you we're probably going to see we're more likely just based on this coin's performance we're more likely to see a break to the upside um because this coin is really really silly uh so that's it for the technical analysis section um again don't forget to subscribe to email list bloombearcrypto.com forward slash insider okay let's move, talk about some news there's only two pieces of news today other than the halving, because I want to focus on the halving uh, earlier in the video. So Coinbase basically went down and Coinbase has a bit of a history of going down. Okay. 
um, during, especially during pivotal, pivotal times. So for example, Bcash exchange is basically frozen. They reset the price. Um, they reset the price of Bcash uh, when it dropped. So, you know, bear that in mind. Um, but yeah, the Coinbase went down again for the second time in a month. Outage occurred as the price of Bitcoin fell from 9,500 to 8,100. Now, bear in mind, guys, um, people could have been stuck in those positions, unable to sell their Bitcoin because of what's happening. And they, they probably were. Um, and you know what? Let's be realistic. A lot. We had Binance issues. We've had Binance issues the last couple of months anyway. Um, still a really young space, a really, really young space. But I mean, this is an in indication that demand is increasing for all these coins. But let's talk about what uh, someone commented on this from Reddit. Um, so he says, I've been a Coinbase user for many years, but I've noticed every time there is a huge change in price trading crashes or becomes unavailable until the price evens out more. Where I trade on Reddit. He said, I wouldn't be surprised to get sued for it. Well, we'll see. Um, another chap said, I'm generally confused why servers for exchanges like BitMEX and Coinbase still can't handle Bitcoin's volatility after operating for six years. Uh, I think Coinbase has been in the game for a bit longer. Um, so it's quite a bit going on. One of the chief execs of STX crypto trading platform said is that market makers might be sending more orders than before, soaking up capacity, which is interesting because it basically means uh, as an, an increased demand for Bitcoin and for crypto trading in this space in general. So, you know, if we can just, you know, space is really young, financial instruments in this space are still being developed and uh, it's, you know, still very young. So just be aware of the risks. I would try to trade on a very li liquid exchange. There are alternatives to Coinbase. There are new exchanges popping up that have very, very reasonable fees. If you're in America, Swan Bitcoin is, is crushing Coinbase in terms of fees. Liquidity seems to be decent as well. You're just looking to buy and sell Bitcoin. Has some other features on there as well. Uh, very easy. Um, there are there are alternatives out there. So make sure you're aware of the alternatives, guys. Make sure you're not locked into one exchange. When I started my channel and was trying to share like how to's with people, one of the biggest things I said is sign up for every possible exchange you can that has an on-ramp and off-ramp to fiat to crypto. Just because you don't know when one of those is going to be switched off, you don't know when your bank might stop sending current uh, funds to another account, to another exchange. Um, I also said have alternative bank accounts. So, you know, there are neo banks out there that allow you to, so for example, I was having a conversation with a friend, he can't send money to Coinbase. Um, he signed up for Kraken. This is from his bank, so he signed up for Kraken, found some success sending money to Kraken. Now his bank won't let him send money to Kraken, um, so he's pissed. His bank won't even let him, let him buy stuff from, stuff from Amazon at the moment, so he's really pissed off. Um, I've told him to switch, but he refuses to because he's going getting, getting an interest rate that is just above inflation, targeted inflation, um, which is rare and it's not an account. So um, he's, he's, you know, to be fair, I don't blame him, but you know, he could always transfer funds from other bank accounts into the, that savings account anyway. Anyway, I digress. The point is, you want, within reason, as many uh, ways to have your money as free and liberated as possible and have as much access to crypto as possible. I'd even consider peer-to-peer -peer exchanges as well, uh, decentralized exchanges as well, 
just because what's the likelihood of them going down uh, during a time like this? Um, so if you really need to sell, you know, you shouldn't be storing your, the majority of your crypto on an exchange anyway. But that's something to bear in mind. Anyway, let's move on to the next piece of news. So I don't know if you're aware, guys, but a research came out saying that Ripple uh, has a massive amount of um, transactions that are basically empty. <laughs> so it was a research paper published on Cornell University's website in March. It basically claims that only 2% of all XRP transactions led to value transfers, which is what the project's meant to be for. Um, it said, according to the paper, the vast majority of transactions are on the XRP ledger had zero value. So it's a crypto version of spam. So Ripple uh, is reacting to this claim, not by Dime, but rather than Chief Tech Officer David Schwartz saying the report rings true. And such activities mean evidence of the ledger's speed, affordability, and capacity. Now, um, he's basically saying that transactions so fast and cheap and the ledger has so much capacity, little incentive not to submit near zero value transactions. Uh, not long ago, 50% of all publicly centralized ledger transactions were on XRPL. Um, so he's basically trying to say that most of the exchange is spam, it's being spammed out. Um, not spammed out, but he's saying that a lot, lot of, uh, you know, bots fighting positions in order books, um, more than anything. But basically, it, ultimately what he's saying is most of that perception of the Ripple network of what's actually happening probably isn't what's happening and why people are investing. So I would argue that it's a highly speculative asset. I mean, long term, guys, you want to be holding cryptocurrencies that are going to provide you, that not provide you value based on uh, what they're offering in terms of, you know, actual real world value uh, and use cases. And you know, I do think there's a use case for the Ripple network in terms of having a settlement layer that's similar to Swift or, you know, other other networks that exist, bank-to-bank -bank networks. Um, so I'm not saying that's not possible, but in terms of you then seeing that as a means to make money off that, because ultimately that's what most people are in the space for, it seems, when they first reach this space. And then they kind of learn a bit more about how money works and then learn about maybe it might be worth having some Bitcoin as a kind of hedge against financial system. And then, you know, they might transition into the phase of uh, being a crypto maximalist or Bitcoin maximalist being like, well, this is just a more scarce resource. The future of money is in crypto, it seems, um, because you no know, money goes through cycles and the fiat system seems to be dying. Um, but in terms of people that are just looking to own ripple to make money it's unlikely that this project is going to make you money beyond what's purely speculation so that you see so have to kind of fact that into the equation if you are holding ripple i'm not saying don't hold ripple i'm not giving you financial advice obviously i'm just saying some things these are things like questions you need to kind of consider and ask yourself um you can compare this to another coin which i'll say which is binance coin if you look at binance coin and i probably you guys probably hear me talk about this coin far too much but um what binance exchanges try to do is make the coin have as much value and as much of a use case in a wide variety of ways as possible it's like the shotgun kind of technique of just throwing paint at the wall seeing what sticks 
some of those use cases going to be are, are going to be providing value you know someone's you know it's it's it's, a, it's inevitable and they keep coming out with new ways for example um with the uh binance mining pool uh binance decentralized exchange there's loads there's loads so um just things to consider but that's basically it for the video today guys thanks so much for watching or listening wherever you may be in the world hope you're staying safe hope you are staying healthy and yeah hope you uh may if you if you do join a bitcoin uh halving party i won't be there but enjoy and uh yeah i'll speak to you in the next video wish you guys all the very best